Welcome to Real Talk for Real Teachers. I'm Dr. Becky Bailey. I'm the creator of Conscious Discipline, expert in education, child development, and a lifelong teacher and learner. So today is we're doing a little something different. As I travel around, I get questions. I get questions from everyone. They're also emailed into the website. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a special quarterly podcast that just answers your questions. So we have some questions that were sent in, and I'm going to start with these. And I hope you send in more and more so that each quarter I can answer your questions personally. So the first question here is, how do I teach respect? How do I teach my kids to respect each other, their things, and our home? There are seven skills in conscious discipline. And the one that circles most around respect is assertiveness. But before I get into this kind of how-to, let's back up a minute. We have to reflect as adults. One, how do I model respect? Do I grab my child's things out of their hand? Do I threaten them with their things? Do I toss their things around the room? So how do we model it with our own things? How do we model it in our marriage? How do we model it with our coworkers? So always in conscious discipline, first, reflect how you're modeling. And the second piece is, how are you responding to what you perceive as disrespect? So if a child steps on one of their toys and you go, well, I'm not going to buy you anymore and I can't believe you just don't treat your toys like you should. And if you're not, I'm going to throw them out or give them to some other child who would appreciate them. So if that's your response, you are acting disrespectful to the child who disrespected their toy. So we've got to monitor those two things, modeling and how you currently respond. Now, how do we promote this skill of respect? We teach children to use their assertive voice. We teach adults to use their assertive voice. To keep your toys safe, when you finish, you put them in this bin. So we tell them what we want them to do. To teach them to respect others, we teach the person that we believe was hurt how to speak up and say, I don't like it when you call me names. My name is Becky. Use it. So the way to teach a child respect is how we respond to what we believe is disrespect. I, however, don't believe their response is disrespectful. I believe they're using a response that they learned from others. So again, it goes back to the modeling. It goes back to us reflecting on our own answer and teaching children that are we believe to be disrespected to stand up and say i don't like it when you push me walk around me i don't like it when you step on my feet watch where you're going so it's a matter of us responding respectfully and teaching kids how to do the same question number two how do i communicate to parents big red flag behaviors this is a tough situation for us to relay information that's hard to hear. So we gotta say, I am relaying information that's hard to hear. A Couple things we need to keep in mind. We need to one, have some sort of a relationship with the person we're giving this information to. 
We're just not going to walk out of the blue and say, hey, your child is acting like this, acting like this, acting like these. These are red flags. I think your child has trauma and you need therapy. So we're going to build a relationship with that parent. Two, we're going to constantly be in touch with our intention. My intention is to help this child be successful. My intention is to help this family be successful. So if I'm telling a mother something she should do, or I believe she should do, and she doesn't have the resources, the money, the knowledge, the skills to do anything about it, is my intention really to be helpful to this family? So you need to show up with the resources. You need to make sure if you offer a suggestion, here's the resources you go with. And now how do I actually talk to the parent? First, be vulnerable. I have some things that are difficult for me to say to you, but it's important that they be said. Here's the, some of the things I'm seeing at school. I'm seeing the child who anything new scares them to death. Sometimes they get scared. Sometimes they say, oh, I've got my, my stomach hurts. Sometimes they'll get scared and throw desk. So I'm sensing that the child is having some anxiety when things are new. And these are prevalent and big flags for us to pay attention to. Have you seen any of that at your home? Have you seen your child kind of hesitant for new things? And we, you have to kind of push them into them. Is that something you're seeing? If the parent says yes, then you say, so I'm seeing it at school and you're seeing it at home. Here's some resources I have that will help your child and help you maybe with what I believe is something that is disrupting your child's ability to learn and, and have fun and just feel good within herself. That would be an example. But if you show up with a different intention, you show up without the resources, then this could go, as you can imagine, downward. Also, I encourage you as you share information to watch the nonverbal interaction of a parent. So if they're like, they're saying, you're going to have to respond to this in You've done nothing wrong. You have done nothing wrong. These are just signs the child is trying to show us that they need a little extra help. So hopefully you'll be able to sit down with a parent and have some deep and hard conversations that bring you and that parent closer and get the help for the child. Question number three. This comes from a home visitor. How can I get parents on board with conscious discipline when one, I have trouble maintaining my composure when children are screaming in the house. Two, I forget the verbiage, the conscious discipline verbiage in the moment because the children are fighting and mom is watching. And three, I only see children once. The only way to encourage someone to join you with conscious discipline is to inspire them. And you inspire them by being a model. So in this case, you're saying, how can I inspire a family to join me on my conscious discipline journey when I can't be a model at that time? And the answer to that is pretty simple. You can't. You're not ready. You're not ready to bring someone on board to a program that you haven't internalized yourself. So what do you do? Back up. Practice more your composure in situations that are easier for you. Build some success in managing your own triggers.
and that notion of being embarrassed because someone's watching or I have to be perfect when someone's watching. Second, it's not verbiage. It's not conscious discipline verbiage or language. It's an intention. It's an intention to see the kids fighting and how do I teach one a missing skill. So work on how you're seeing behavior. Make sure you know that behavior is a communication and a missing skill. And the third one is if you only see them once, the time then would be to build a connection and in that connection offer them a, a moment of joy and the parent will be watching that also. And finally, we need to be conscious of what can we possibly achieve with one visit to a child and one visit to a family. So we want to remove these expectations of how we're supposed to be and how it's supposed to go. Let go of your judgments. Let go of the expectations to achieve this amount of time in a short amount of time. So go with a plan. Go with a goal but then release those plans and release those goals and be present in that moment with that child and with that family and allow yourself to be guided of what to do first and second. Question number four is a parent favorite. Sleeping. How do I stop the child from coming to my bed in the middle of the night? Well, to answer this, I'm going to take you back to a process that we can all go through as we reflect to help ourselves be more successful. One, you've got to reflect on your response to the child. So if the child comes to your bed, what are you doing? Do you let them in your bed? Do you take them back to their bed? Do you yell at them? Do you say, I don't know how many times I've told you. Is it dependent on do you have a nightmare or you just want to be in the bed? I mean, do you have any consistency in your response, one, and what is your consistent response? Because often our response to the child teaches them to do exactly what you don't want them to do. And then you get into a quagmire because you were going to just let them sleep in that bed one night, maybe two nights. Okay three nights at the most, and now they think it's a routine and it's something they can do every night. And you're asking the question, how do I break a routine that I allowed to happen? And so that really is the question. Now, so I'm going to go with that question. How do I break a child of a habit, of a routine that I have encouraged, allowed, and actually taught to happen? And the answer is, you can't do this without going through upset. Now, if you can imagine this situation that you're, you've got a partner and this is your significant other and you've been dancing together. This isn't a, this is close dancing. So you're touching each other and you've been dancing with each other, say a long time and y'all used to each other's moves and you know what you're going to do next. Here comes the turn. Here comes the dip. I've got this. And all of a sudden one of you goes off to dance class and then you come back and now you're having a new dance, a new way of doing it, and your partner's used to doing it this old way. How smooth do you think that would go? It doesn't. So we have to tell the child, you've been coming to my bed at night, very upset, and I have let you stay in my bed so that you feel safer and calmer. Now we're going to change that. We're going to change that routine. You now, when you get upset or scared, you're going to holler out my name and I'm going to come to your bed. 
and I'm going to rub your back and I'm going to do a couple things to you that you can learn to do for yourself. So ultimately you can stay in your bed and feel safe and calm. And to help you with this, I'm going to write a book, well, a picture book and make pictures. Here's what we used to do. And now here's what we're going to do. And we're going to read that book over and over again. And you're going to see the pictures and we're going to go up and we're going to practice. I'll go lay in my bed and you go lay and you're in the middle of the day. We'll practice and you'll wake up and you'll be scared. And you go, I've got to go get mama. Oh, no, I'm just going to holler out, mommy, mommy. Mommy will come to me and she'll hand me a teddy or she'll rub my back so I know how to keep myself safe. And she'll do that a few times. And then I wake up and go, oh, I got to go get to mommy's bed. No, I got to holler mommy. No, I'm going to hold my teddy and breathe. And this isn't going to go as smooth as I just told you because they're going to be upset. They're going to be angry. So you cannot change a routine that you've taught unconsciously without going through a moment of upset. And so it's okay for your child to feel upset. It's okay for them to stay in their bed. It's okay for them to have moments of fear. And it's okay for you to teach them how to handle those moments of fear, either while you're standing by them or without you. You got this. You can do it. Question number five is about adult-to-adult -adult interactions using conscious discipline. This person writes, I was hoping it would be possible to help the adults that I work with use conscious discipline in their adult-to-adult -adult interactions with each other. So I don't know how that would look or how that would sound, and I'm at a loss for how to do that. The interactions between adult and adult and adult-child are very, very similar. People get hung up on the words we're using with conscious discipline and forget that conscious discipline is all about changing your mindset and your intention. So what I'm reading between the lines here is you perceive that adults have different expectations or adults would think this is odd or adults, you're thinking something the other person would think that's different than a child would think. And if you could let go of that and see that I need to be clear with my communications with an adult. I need to be compassionate with an, another adult. I need to be understanding. I need to set boundaries with another adult, just like I would with a child. Then you can relax in some of your, oh my gosh, they might hear it wrong or they might take it wrong or I might do it wrong. That's first. Second, remember it's about your intention, your intention. So we teach children uh, to set boundaries with one another. I don't like it when you step on me, walk around me. Now let's say we're in a situation with two adults and one adult comes to you and says, you know, Robert came down to my classroom, took my two books that I was going to use today and borrowed them in his class and didn't say a word to me. How do we respond adult to adult? We simply go up and give them, it's not the words, it's the intention. Be clear in what you want. Robert, you must have felt like you needed these books and you came in and unknowingly that I was going to use them this afternoon and took them to your class. What's going to be helpful to me is if, if you need books in my classroom, please ask me before and that way I can tell you if I'm going to use them or we can share them so it works out as a win-win for you and me which is just an older version of, I don't like it when you take my books, ask me before you take them. 
I just added more words in there. So adult-adult interactions are no different than we would with the children if our intention is to teach others how we want to be treated, to teach others a missing skill that would be helpful for our interaction and our relationship to grow and strengthen and be respectful. So work on your intention. Help adults with the intention. I've noticed many adults, and we notice kids in conscious discipline. So you watch adults eating and they'll go, you know, it's, I've said it many times, man, your face is saying that tasted like dirt. And they'll go, yeah, want to try it? I mean, so the same skills are for adults. You're just not comfortable with them. And again, release the language, release the burbage, go with the intention. So those were the five questions we got this time. So I want to close this with saying a couple things. One, send us your questions. Send the questions you get all the time too. If you're a teacher, parents ask me these questions all the time. Send your questions in and we'll answer the ones that are gonna be the most helpful for you. And I love to hear what's going on with you. So not only ask questions, tell us what's happening. Send it to the website and until Next time, I wish you well. For more episodes of Real Talk with Real Teachers by Dr. Becky Bailey, visit ConsciousDiscipline.com forward slash podcasts. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app.